you know, I don't know how I'd feel about a Jack Daniels flavored lollipop for my 10, a 10 year old kid, you know, enjoying that. I'm not sure I'd love that idea at all. So, um, but I would love a spicy ketchup (laughs) Whataburger. (laughs) Of course you would. It's times like these you learn to live again as we open up episode number 91 of the Promo Upfront podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, that would be the Lieutenant of Lollipops, the one and only <laughs> Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how are you today? Um, doing well, doing well. Um, Good. I love the nickname. You know, uh, you know, last week I got out of the office a little bit and that was really great. Came back mm-hmm. to Ohio where the, the weather has been brutally cold ever since. And so yep. I am incredibly excited for spring to actually spring uh, so yep. that we can get outside again. So I'm doing well other than the weather. How about you, buddy? Doing well. Uh, actually, as we're recording this, I was out late last night with uh, Michael Reesbaum, our mutual friend over at Blue <laughs> yeah. Generation. So if I look a little uh, rough around the edges, I think you'll give me a little bit of grace. <laughs> but you know, I was as I was out last night, and, and it is spring, even though it's a little cold there, and it's it's, it's allergy season, right? Yeah. Allergy season, um, and, and you know, people are getting runny noses, they're coughing, they're sneezing, they're getting headaches, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. just allergy season is always tough. Now, we can't help people with their seasonal allergies, Kirby. I, I wish we could, but right. we do have a solution for people who are looking for a headache-free experience when they're acquiring promotional merchandise. That's right. We have a non-headache source for high-quality coolers, blankets, camp chairs, and camo merchandise. You know who I'm talking about, our good friend Matt O'Dell over at Brentwood Line. Uh, they're awesome, and I know you love them too. They create promotional products that you can be proud to show your client. I love that perspective they have yeah. promotional products you can be proud to show your clients so and here's the other thing whether you have an order of 24 pieces or 10,000 pieces the entire team over at Brentwood line is really ready to take your stress away make it a no headache experience and I know Kirby you're a huge fan of our pals over at Brentwood line I really am. And I think there's been a shift in the industry over the last couple of years because there's been more that we drop ship and that, you know, that there's a shift toward quality. Right. And so one of the things that I would say, there's a lot of travel chairs in our industry. And when I think of quality travel chairs, uh, Brentwood is who I think of. They've got a, a, a weight rating that is higher than the normal. They've got a huge imprint area on those travel chairs. And one of the things I always say about travel chairs, it, it, they're like umbrellas a little bit in the sense that yeah. nobody really wants to go to Walmart or someplace and buy them. But man, when you no. give it to them, the perceived value is incredibly high. So I'm a giant fan of Brentwood and specifically their travel chair collection. I couldn't agree with you more. Great, great quality merchandise. You, you said it. You said it all, Kirby. I, I can't <laughs> say any more than that. Other than if for your next cooler uh, camp chair or camo opportunity or blanket opportunity, head over to brentwoodline.com. They're going to really make it a stress-free, no headache experience for you. Better products, better service, Brentwood line, brentwoodline.com. Not going to be sorry you did. All right, Kirby, episode number 91, you have the upfront uh, portion of the podcast today. And so I'm going to shut my yapper 
and uh, give the give the microphone to you metaphorically. Yeah, no, I I actually had a couple ideas that I wanted to cover here, but I really wanted to start. You know, when when we come to our podcast every once in a while, we get the opportunity to share good things that other people are doing. And so I wanted to start with our good friends over at Promo Cares. Uh, We've all heard about the humanitarian crisis that is unfolding right before our eyes in Ukraine. And I think many of us who are a little bit younger and we haven't lived through many things like this that has happened right, you know, it's, it's literally happening in front of our, our eyes. And, and certainly the kids in Ukraine have been affected. So Promo Cares, as is consistent with them and the group there, have created an opportunity for people to give. Um, and they, if you go to promocares.org, you can donate mm-hmm. and um, you can get the opportunity to get a t-shirt. So if you go to promocares.org, you can check that out. They're going to be donating um, to help the kids uh, who have been affected by Ukraine. And by the way, it's promo cares, but there's a ton of other uh, sponsors who have been a part of it. I think it was Gemline who's matching a certain number. Um, yep. Let's see, uh, Prime, Chameleon-like, SNS, Vantage, they've all sort of partnered together. So I think they're calling it compassion over competition. And so Again, I don't know how much you have to say about this. My guess is you love it as much as I do, but I just wanted to give a shout out and say, if you have the wherewithal and hey, they've created a cool t-shirt too, go to promocares.org and check it out. Yeah, I actually disagree with you. Worst idea I've ever seen, <laughs> honestly. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, uh, honestly, uh, love love what they're doing at Promo Cares as a founding board member of Promo Cares. I'm not part of the organization any longer. And maybe it's coincidental that they're doing all this great work now that I'm not there. Um, uh, but uh, joking aside, what they're doing is really coordinating a group of people. And like what you said, it's, it's compassion over competition. And that's super important as we can leverage what we do leveraging merchandise, giving people a t-shirt for donations. And all those donations are going to help those Ukrainian refugees, those kids that are really impacted by, you know, what's happening over there. And I think we're all you know, shocked, appalled, take, take whatever word you want to put on it. Right. They're creating action and they're being intentional about it, which is something I know you feel strongly about is living your life intentionally. I love what they're doing. Uh, I think it's, it's such a such a great thing in a beacon of light in our industry that the group over at Promo Cares, Roger Burnett, Carrie Cowden, Danny Rosen, David Schultz, Mandy Rudd, um, uh, Denise Tashro. There's some great people on that board that are truly, truly, truly doing every single thing that they can to make the world a better place. And they're not just wishing it was, they're doing something about it. So if you're interested in going over there, I think they have a goal of uh, a $50,000 donation. Um, I believe uh, you just, I, actually, all you need to do is head over to promocares.org, like what Kirby said. Um, go ahead and put your a, a minimum $50 to get the t shirt. And they have all sorts of things. And one of the things I love about how they um, categorize it if you donate $50, it means this this many blankets can yeah. be given. If you donate $100, it means this many meals can be provided. And it really makes it a uh, very tangible, uh, tactile experience that, hey, I'm making a difference here. So head over to promocares.org and, and make that donation if you're able to do so. And, and what I would also say is if you are in the marketing space, in the in the uh, promo space, or if you're listening outside of the industry, I think it is also a testimonial of how you can utilize branded merchandise to leverage. Right now, as I'm recording this, they're north of $11,000. They're raising yep. real dollars by using yep. tangible merchandise and sort of inspiring so- people. And Damn it, that is what we should be doing. So again, thanks for yep. leading the way, Promo Cares. 
Absolutely. Okay, Kirby, you get to choose my topic. Do I go with the one on this piece of paper or the one on this piece of paper? Left, my left hand or my right hand? Uh, I always go right hand. All right, let's talk about the slap heard around the world, Kirby. Um, <laughs> you picked it. I didn't want to talk about it, but you picked it. I don't want to talk about the slap. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch. I don't watch award shows. Of course, I've heard about the whole fallout with Will you've, Smith. You've heard about it? I have. So Will Smith, uh, Will Smith bitch slapping uh, Chris Rock. I'm not going to get. If you haven't seen it, then just skip this part of the podcast. I'm not going to recount what happened, but. I don't want to talk about it really from, oh my gosh, I can't believe he did it. I want to talk about the personal branding part of it. So it okay. relates a little bit more to, to what we do. Okay. Before that slap happened, there wasn't one person I could name that didn't love Will Smith. Yeah. Did everything right. Yeah. Nice guy, family guy, great character. Uh, that's the, the perception we all had. And then in an instant that changed, right? There's, so he robbed, I mean, what, what he did in that moment, whether he was trying to do the right thing or not, he robbed so many people of their Oscar moment. People, you know, he goes to the Oscars every year. He did, he, he slapped Chris Rock during the documentary Oscar presentation, which mm. is generally not a repeat category for documentarians. Mm, that yeah. was that one person's moment ruined. Um, he well, robbed the Williams sisters of their moment. They, they, yeah. you know, that, I mean, so many people were robbed of their moment because of his actions. And then he also showed that despite what he preached afterwards, despite what he, you know, Hollywood elites always love to preach, mm. um, violent, he showed that in his world, violence is the answer. Mm. Not, 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 you know, he showed that he talked about being love and all that efforts, but he intentionally slowly walked up to the stage. It wasn't like this, you know, instant reaction, which is, I think, you know, heat of the moment. He just stood up, walked up to the stage like it was nobody's business and did it. So his brand has really suffered. Chris Rock's brand has skyrocketed. Right. right? He, he really and did handle a crazy situation. Yeah. He, he handled great, you know, but, you know, people, he's a comedian. And that's the other thing that Will Smith did too. How would you like to be a comedian now? You can't make fun of anything or anybody. And it really wasn't that horrible joke. I mean, I know that she, that uh, Jada Pinkett Smith has alopecia. And results in hair loss, which is why she wears her hair so short. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, we suck as a society. I just hate <laughs> this stuff. This is so dumb. But from a personal brand standpoint, how does how does Will Smith recover from this? Well, so Chris Brock's personal brand is skyrocketing because he's done every single thing right since this happened, since right. the moment he got slapped. How does so he's fine? How does Will Smith fix his personal brand? Because, you know, I, I, I've got, go ahead. I'll let yeah. you go. I have a no, thought. Go ahead, go ahead buddy. Oh, go, please, please. So I think I'm going to answer your question and then I want, I want to hear from you. And then I have an additional thought that's sort of separate. So yeah. to answer your question, time, you know, the reality of it, as you talked about as a society, we suck. It, you know, I think we have moments of suckage for sure. Uh, but I think on the other side of it, it's a, it's a new cycle. Now this is going to last. So don't, don't get me wrong on that. Cause this is, this was, I, I don't give a damn about any of that stuff. And it caught me off yeah. guard. This was a really yeah. weird moment. Um, but I think over time him doing what Will has done for 25 years, him continuing down that path, he'll, he'll recover. And this will be a blip right on the radar. So unfortunately there's no 
and this is what everybody wants is there's no easy button for him to fix this. It is doing the slog of all the shit he did for 30 years to earn that reputation, Mm -hmm. to earn it back. Uh, To me, that's, that's what you do. Yeah. Here's where I'll push back a little bit. It's not a blip. This will be the first line in his obituary. He dies mm. 20, 30 years, 50 years from now. That's the first line in his obituary. It'll, that will be every now at next year at the Oscars. Everybody's going to, is he even going to be invited? So this is going to take, it's, I agree with you. Time will lessen the impact, but here's yeah. what I would say. Um, none of us want to be judged by the worst thing we've ever done. One right. moment in time, right? Um, if that's the worst thing, will smith has ever done in his entire life i think we would all look very kindly upon his time on earth right right? i have that i have this saying like when somebody's late for a meeting i had a meeting with somebody yesterday and they're about 25 minutes late call the called and apologized profusely and i'm like if this is the worst thing that happens today what a great day this is gonna be and that's generally my outlook on things right so when you call me a pessimist i'm really not um but uh I don't think it's fair to judge him on, like as a whole, as a human being on this. It was a horrible moment. I don't know how he recovers, but we all have a 360 degree pie. That's our lives. We don't need to judge people by this one narrow slice. Yeah. And I like that. Uh, so, so my, my additional thought to this is because of, so I, I actually just recently uh, read his uh, autobiography. Um, yeah, I, I think, we've seen, um, which was good, by the way. Um, I think we've seen what has transpired because uh, it's been well talked about and well documented on social media about his relationship with Jada and yep. uh, her coming out to him on her YouTube cha- uh, right. show about her infidelity. Um, yep. To me, I, and immediately after you get past the initial shock of what happened, I'll be honest with you. I'm worried about the dude. Uh, this, to me, this reeks of mental health cha- uh, crisis. Uh, this is a guy who's been uh, this way, this way, this mm-hmm. way. And then all of a he sudden snapped. He, he is, but he's outside of, in a lot of ways, super emotional, um, not, nothing wrong with that. God knows I'm right. that guy. Right. But it's just, everything about this seemed out of character to the point where I was like, was he on medication? Like it was so out of character that for me, this yeah. is a moment uh, which, you know, I, I feel bad for Chris Rock in this and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all of those, but I, I worry about Will Smith. I mean, that's truly what I, my take was. I couldn't agree more. And especially when you look in the context of he was laughing at the joke, looked at his wife and she was not laughing. And that's when he snapped. And when I think it almost reeks of, and I'm not a psychologist right. and I'm not suggesting this is the case. I'm suggesting this is what it looked like to me. Right. Almost mental abuse by his wife that, that he was conditioned. I better do something or the hell I'm going to pay when I get home for laughing at mm. a joke on, at her expense. I don't know, but I agree with you. I do think, um, I do think there's some, there's some issues there that are, you know, when people snap like that, there's mm. generally a reason. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully uh, we'll, but, but from a personal branding perspective, yeah. That one bad thing, when you do it publicly like that, can really impact you. Oh, big time. Um, I don't, we don't know how it's going to impact Will Smith down the road, but we all have those things. So it's good to keep in mind. Anyway, I just thought it'd be, it was interesting from a personal branding perspective. Yep. Um, I couldn't care about Hollywood and all that. but Yeah, I dig it. All right, Kirby. All right, what do you got? Okay, so I I went back and forth bringing this up, but I am going to bring it up. So, uh, so as this drops uh, today uh, yeah. is April Fool's Day, right? Yep. 
And, and so I wanted to, and I, I think every year um, there are both brands inside and outside of our industry that, you know, kind of play into having fun with this day. Um, and I think many of them have, are very thoughtful and very creative. Yeah. Um, uh, they do a great job on, of what they're trying to accomplish. But I right. wanted to tell you why I hate April Fool's Day from especially for brands, right? Yep. I, I hate it. I, I, I hate it. Mm -hmm. it. It's, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, brands that are participating in April Fool's Day, and I think that there are those who go so far, they're so mm -hmm. um, silly yep. that you can maybe have some fun with it. But I think doing it right, at the end of the day, you're lying. And you're lying to an audience. And, and I always think like I, whenever I, I fall for an April Fool's joke, April Fool's, like I'm made to feel the fool because yeah. you are being, uh, you're lying to me as, as the yeah. person I'm trying to buy from. And I think that, I don't think it's funny. And I, I have a pretty good sense of humor. I laugh a lot. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's funny. And for me, yeah. brands, for brands, it's so hard to build trust that yeah. the idea of intentionally trying to break that trust just for a joke seems really strange. And the, and the, the, um, the thing that pops into my head is Donald Miller, um, mm -hmm. down there by you story brand marketing made simple. Mm -hmm. One of his favorite mm -hmm. lines. And I hear it all the time is, uh, when you confuse, you lose, like when mm -hmm. you confuse, you lose. That's his whole yeah. thing about having clarity with your message. Well, to me, this yeah. is you're intentionally confusing your audience and I just don't get it. What say you bill? Um, I, 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 I tend to, you know, I, I see both sides of it, right? I love a good joke. I love a good practical joke. And, but there's a, a fine line you straddle with uh, making, a, you know, do we pulling the wool over somebody's eyes, but not making them feel stupid when you do. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's, it's a very fine line to walk. What, what the challenge I see is sometimes these April Fool's pranks are so well crafted, mm -hmm. so well thought out. Um, that it's hard to really discern if it's a joke or not. Right. Um, I think, you know, and, and, and I know you're hesitant to bring it up. I'm going to, okay. um, but like Numo last year, they did an April Fool's joke where they rebranded, but they, when they did it and it was very thoughtful and, and they do everything in a, in a first class way in terms of the aesthetics, the appearance, the thoughtfulness of it, but they did it at the expense of a competitor. And I didn't like that. I still don't like that. They were making fun of Koozie uh, Group, if I remember correct, correctly. And I so when it goes that far, I don't like it. When it comes to brands, I generally don't like it either because we talked about it with Coca-Cola. I was going to say, we just talked ago. about this, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. We talked about it with Coca-Cola. And when you have a fervent trust in, in a brand, I don't like it when they use it against me. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I have, I love Coca-Cola and I don't like the fact that they have a mystery flavor that I have to Google to find out what it tastes like. And if I want to try it and it tastes like cotton candy or whatever, that's just, I, you're, 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 you're eroding my trust. I don't like mystery flavors. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the April fool stuff, it, it, it's a, it's a fine line. Um, I go back and forth. Um, generally, I just don't think it's worth the effort. I'm not sure what you get out of it to use one of the things you say a lot. What do you win by winning? So you, you pull off an April Fool's joke. What do you get out of it? Mm -hmm. what, what, what at the end of the day, what do you get? You know, what, what is the end game? What is your goal here? And I don't think people think enough of in terms of what is the goal here? Yeah. Other than, okay, we're going to showcase our creativity and all that. I, I just don't get it. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I go back and forth on it. I mean, I, I love good jokes and I love practical jokes on people. Heck, I just posted the other day a year memory of me showing up at an airport holding a sign up, uh, welcoming Kelsey somewhere, my business partner holding up a sign that says, you know, uh, welcome back from rehab, Kelsey. Third time's the charm, we hope. <laughs> and I did that in an airport. Now that's a funny joke. I thought she thought it was a funny joke, but yeah, I don't know. It's tough. When you when you have to think about justifying a joke, it's probably a bad idea. And yeah. I think when a lot of April Fool's brand jokes end up having to be justified. Yeah. So for all of you brands that are listening to this after you have yeah. pulled off a big elaborate uh, April Fool's joke and you're mad at me, sorry, but yeah. I don't like it. Well, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm being just as mad as me. I'm... All right, Kirby, uh, let's go. Let's do a quick one. Uh, how are we on time? Uh, we're at 20 minutes. Oh, <laughs> got plenty of time. <laughs> all right. So uh, uh, Johnny Opping from uh, PPAI reached out to you and I earlier this week. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of those rare moments. People actually listen to our <laughs> podcast, right? They don't want so, to admit it. <laughs> they don't want to admit it, but people, people do listen, folks. Um, so there is a new content marketing category for the pyramid awards and it's mainly due according to ppai yeah the, the, the article we, says this it's not our opinion <laughs> yeah we we can we we talked about on the podcast and how outdated it was that they didn't have a content marketing category so uh it's the first new category in two years for pyramid awards um so i'm gonna have to read this so the submissions to the content marketing programs category should feature creative development and delivery of valuable, relevant, and consistent content through an established platform, a video, a blog, a podcast, to attract a clearly defined audience that drives meaningful and measurable interactions. Boy, that's word salad. Um, it's a lot. So basically, you submit one episode of your uh, podcast, one edition of your blog or vlog or whatever, one, one, one piece of content in, in their judge. I wanted to get your thoughts on that, what you thought when, you, when we, he reached out. Uh, and, and again, Johnny, thank you. I'm, I'm sure I'm Kirby's behalf as well. Thank you for reaching out to us, asking us for some quotes for that article. What are your thoughts on this? And I have some as well. Yeah. So I, I honestly, I, I would say it's long overdue, but I don't even want to say it's long overdue, yeah. but I, I'd say it's it's time, right? So um, it's medium overdue. Yeah, yeah. Um, but honestly, I, I'm excited about it because I think that before one of the things that we sort of uh, talked about, complained about, whatever, was the idea that the 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 award was essentially based on how you promoted your content, not so much yep. the content itself. Yep. And I think that that missed the point. The idea yep. of having its own category where you're actually judging content by content for content's sake. Is, yeah. is really exciting to me. And the idea that consistency is a piece of it. Shouldn't be the only mm -hmm. piece of it, right? Right. Uh, but obviously it's something that we're very passionate about. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there are going to be content pieces that are standalone pieces that are exceptional and they should they are right. worthy of consideration. But right. it's a different piece. A one-off yeah. documentary is different than a weekly podcast and, or a daily right. blog or a whatever. Right. And they should be treated as such. And I'm excited that mm. that's a part of it. So I, honestly, kudos to PPAI for doing it. I'm going to give half a round of applause okay? because it doesn't go far <laughs> enough. Um, here's why. I, I don't think for two, two, two reasons. And, and I think we'll get there. And for, yeah, honestly, I'm glad we're moving, you know, we're moving in a direction. PPAI historically is a very slow moving organization, not a criticism. Most associations are. So for them to move, make this move, I, I do applaud. Yeah. I don't think 
you can two things. One, I, I don't know who's judging this. It needs to be judged by content creators. Yep. It can't be judged necessarily. It shouldn't be judged by just the consumer. It should be judged by other people who create content and know what kind of effort goes into creating content. I think that's an important piece. And that's not clear to me who's judging this. If it's right. the same committee, I'm not sure it's, it's, uh, that's right. Number two, I think it should be some subcategories. I think there should be just a podcast category, just a blog category, just yep. a vlog or video category um, to compare written word versus a broadcast podcast against a video series. Well, you're, you're comparing a radio show to a TV show to a movie. It, it just doesn't work into a book. You can't really, I don't think it's fair to judge those things against each other. Mm -hmm. you, you know, when they give out literary, literary awards, they judge books against books. Yeah. Are, are we sure? Again, I don't, maybe you've read more about it. Are we sure they're not doing that? No, I, well, the yeah. way I read it was it's a, it's a piece of content. So you submit okay. a piece of content. So I think it's one award. Okay. For a piece of content. So I, if, if that's how it is, and that's how I read it. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But the way I understand it, it's just you submit a, a piece of content and it's it's judged, which is great. I, I you know, I do yeah. love the fact that they're doing this, but I do think you need to parse out just a little bit more if you really want to do it right. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I stopped, you know, I after we won our pyramid award for uh, launching the company, I kind of swore off the pyramid award because mm -hmm. you and I, uh, we didn't submit for this podcast. We've won pyramid awards for podcasting before. And you and I made the decision to stop submitting because it doesn't make sense. Right. I don't know if we're going to submit or not. You and I haven't talked about that, but right. it makes a lot more sense now. I, I that, it, that would be my, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. That would be my thing. And, and, and the, the, mm. the, uh, components of who's judging it is definitely something yep. that's something I've asked for years. If, yep. if we're being honest, I mean, uh, yep. kind of a, a peek behind the curtain, that's something I've always yep. asked who's, mm. you know, sort of judging the content. And yeah. I would say, content creators should be a part of the committee. doesn't have to be the whole committee because many of Correct. us are content consumers and that it's a Correct. little bit like saying you could only judge um, food if you've been a cook. I mean, if you eat food, that's a, you know, is that fair? Um, 100% so, I agree. I just, it needs to be part of the conversation. 100%, um, I, I agree with that. But, but great stuff. And, and kudos to PPAI for really listening and, and taking action. Kudos to the awards committee. We are both, we uh, just, again, uh, a little peek behind the curtain, as Kirby just said. This has been a conversation behind the scenes for probably six months. Um, we were both uh, contacted by the awards committee, um, wrote some very passionate, um, compelling, uh, what we think were compelling um, emails individually about why, why we felt this needed to be a separate category. And so they listened uh, and good on them. That's a great, great thing. So yeah. if you want to submit for a uh, 2023 Pyramid Awards, uh, let's give a quick plug for them. They open up April 4th and run through May 14th. So this will be Monday, this coming Monday, they go ahead and start. So go ahead and uh, uh, submit your awards, go to ppai.org. Yeah. And this is one of those moments where we, as a part of this yeah. podcast, we need to have an opinion. We need to have a strong opinion, but I think both yeah. of us would say kudos. This is hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Kudos. Good thing. Kudos. All right. Do I have time for a quick one? Yeah. Let's do one quick one. Very quick. All right. I, this is, uh, this came from uh, Brennan Manapace over at Promo Marketing. I don't know if you saw this Coors, Coors Light has uh, for March Madness put out beer flavored lollipops, Kirby. I did not see this. <laughs> they did this to calm us down during March Madness. So it looks and tastes like beer. 
Um, and it's it, what, what I really struck me about this, and they sold out immediately. I mean, people loved <laughs> the idea of it. What an interesting way, you know, they can't market beer or alcohol to children. But since it's beer flavored and there's no alcohol, <laughs> they get around that, right? It's a, it directly advertises that product to kids, mm. right? Um, very interesting. Um, I just want to get your thoughts, very quick thoughts on, are they circumventing those rules and marketing Coors Light to kids? Because it's, hey, look, I got a beer flavored lollipop, or is it just a, a one-off kind of fun, goofy thing? I think that if it's, it a, both? If, if it's a one-off kind of goofy thing, mm. you can play the idea that, yeah. We weren't marketing this for kids. We were marketing it to right. people who watch March Madness and those aren't seven-year-olds yeah. all the time. Uh, it, it does draw a, like when you brought that up, I was like, oh, all of a sudden it feels icky. And yeah. so I honestly do think it walks a little bit of a fine line there. And so it does. It, 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 it's one that I, I wouldn't redo it, but the first time yeah, it's I, creative. Yeah. When I first thought about it, when I first, you know, was thinking about it and I was like, oh, that's kind of clever, you know, cause it's, it's a different way to get your product in front of people. But then I thought mainly kids eat lollipops and, you know, I don't know how I'd feel about a Jack Daniels flavored lollipop for my 10, a 10 year old kid, you know, right. enjoying that. I'm not sure I'd love that idea at all. So, um, but I would love a spicy ketchup <laughs> Whataburger. <lollipop. laughs> of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> but you know you what would. else you know what else i would actually don't want though what's that you know what i don't want i don't want headaches kirby right i don't want headaches when i'm ordering promotional products i want a headache free experience because i got too much going on i got enough headaches as it is and especially why, this morning especially this now i just don't feel okay okay you know here's why i don't want here when i order promotional products you just completely screwed me up <laughs> Sorry. When I order promotional products, especially when it comes to, you know, qu high quality coolers or great camp chairs, blankets or uh, camo products, man, I go to Brentwood line because I know it is going to be a stress-free, zen-like, headache-free experience. They have really high quality products and they really focus their entire team, making sure that whether your order is 24 pieces or 10,000 pieces, that it's going to be a real easy experience for you and your customer. They have a great team there, Matt Odell, who we're both friends with. Uh, they are ready and willing to take care of you. So next time you need camp chairs, coolers, um, uh, blankets, uh, or uh, any camo merchandise, head over to brentwoodline.com. You really won't be sorry you did. Kirby, I want to thank me for having the courage to get up this early and have the podcast today, not you. <laughs> Make sure you hydrate, man. Hydrate, baby. Hydrate all day. That's right.